situation is in your control. So Lord, as we dedicate ourselves for service, Lord, just together with all the brothers and sisters in the different uh, country uh, in this world, in different places, Lord, we bind our faith together. We're looking forward for the coming of our Lord. Lord, we're doing this, uh, Lord, it seems like we're running the last lap. Lord, it seems like the, the every word start to, Lord, getting the squeezes coming. But Lord, how we thank you that you already prophesied through the prophet long time ago, that we know this time is going to come. So Lord, it's not to take us by surprise, but Lord, with a rejoyful heart, we're looking forward for that. Because we know that when this thing happens, we know that our God is coming soon. We know the Christ that we're looking forward, we were expecting for so long, Lord, is coming soon, Lord. Lord, as the Bible says, Lord, you said, I'm coming soon, Lord, we want you to come. Lord, we want you to come, Lord, to our hearts, and even at this moment, if there's anything that in our hearts, that's a that blocked your communion between you and us, Lord, we want a channel to be cleared it out. Lord, if there's anything that we didn't do it is according to your will, Lord, we want to be corrected. Lord, this is the purpose that we come into the house of a God. Lord, correct us if we do anything wrong. If there's anything that we didn't do this uh, enough, Lord, just give us the heart, give us the desire, give us the energy and the strength to do this uh, the perfectly according to your will. We give ourselves a service. May you bless the brothers and sisters who came tonight. Lord, and may their effort, while we still have the freedom, while we still can freely worship you, Lord, and may we treasure this time. May we treasure this time because the time won't be any longer. Lord, anything that can happen, but Lord, we're looking forward for your coming with such a rejoyful heart. Lord, that's what we're, that's what is a message coming for. That's what we're coming to this end time, is to put ourselves for the service. Lord, to, to get the last seat in so that we can be forever with our dear Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. I ask you to bless the rest of the service. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to a book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by thy, by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plan, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with the shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Maybe the Lord blesses the word, you may be seated. If the brothers can uh, uh, turn on the slides. And as I was saying, the Lord has some, um, uh, here's uh, the mighty miracle working God. Whenever you go, you can see the hands of a God is, is working. And whenever uh, the Lord is, is doing, you know that God is a supernatural God. And uh, He has to be supernatural in order for Him to be God. If uh, God is uh, just a, uh, uh, God of uh, preaching the word, just, uh, you know, go to church, just, uh, uh, had a church building, and uh, then we gather together, 
where's the supernatural element of it? Whenever God is doing something, He always approves Himself. He's a supernatural God. So whenever the Word has been preached, you always find the supernatural elements that is in there. So um, uh, even in this, uh, the first slide, um, over here it is a sister. And, um, you know, that's in the first place uh, that we're, that I was there. And so uh, w- uh, the sister uh, just coming before uh, the service, uh, uh, just one one day before the service, when I was uh, with the brothers uh, in the hotel, then uh, the sister called to ask if she can just come, uh, just uh, have some, uh, uh, you know, uh, question, and if we can uh, lay hands on her also and uh, pray for her as well. So when we have the fellowship and the uh, word was speaking of the word, and so the sister uh, was saying, she's, uh, after that, so she said, uh, Brother Murphy and the other brother, he said, Do you, would you be able to lay hands on me? She said, I got a severe headache. This has been bothering me for all these years. He said, uh, we've been praying and the prayer was never going the way. Uh, but she said, I believe tonight is the, my night that God is going to deliver me. So we lay hands on the sister and uh, send her away. And uh, just a few, uh, a few days, uh, a few weeks later, and uh, the sister uh, coming, the uh, next slide. And uh, she was coming before the church. And uh, testify, and she said to the Lord, "Is uh, took it away, her headache, uh, the severe headache, it away, and is uh, never come back in it anymore." So we praise the God for that. And um, if you remember, I was talking to you before. You know, there's a brother. Uh, we call him a white jacket brother because he was um, uh, always wearing a white jacket and uh, for the meeting. And he's um, uh, you know selling the donuts on the street. And they tried to um, uh, make a living off it. And uh, so uh, this time, uh, he shared more in detail that how uh, he come to the Lord. I'll just show you how the Lord started working. Uh, just sometime you're thinking you're passing the track. You're giving to a message to some people. Maybe just witness on the bus station or something. But that's uh, what is the Lord can use. And it starts just a little thing. And then the Lord starts to just, un- um, just unfolding the greater things uh, uh, behind it. So this um, brother... Uh, uh, right over here, uh, uh, he shared with me how he uh, came to the message. He said uh, one day he was on the bus, and uh, there's a uh, there's a couple was on the bus, and who was a, a message believer, and uh, they saw him reading the Bible on the bus, so they started talking uh, with um, with him, you know, to share it about the message and things. Then he gave him a message book, so. He come that he received the message book. He said, "Look at it. It was, it was very interesting." Then uh, uh, he was uh, he was a minister uh, before, and then he asked the brother. He said, uh, "You know, where's your church is at?" He said, "I would like to uh, visit uh, your church." The, the brother said, "Oh, we don't have church. You know, we just uh, two uh, two or three brothers at home because we don't have a church to uh, go to in that city specifically. There's no church." So he said, "Oh, it, it doesn't matter." And he actually told me he said that the purpose to go to that church because he is a uh, church minister, he said, maybe I can take it over, and I took them into under my wind, that they can become my congregation, so that's what he was thinking about, but the Lord has another plan for him, so he, he went into that church, he was start to listen, uh, they said, okay, you know we uh, if you don't mind, we want to play the message, he said, oh sure, there's no problem, you know, he said, you know, just play the beta, he tried to get a, get a fish, but instead, he become the fish, he got a hook on 
So he started to listen. He started to listen. He said, uh, he said, no. He said, that cannot be. Where can I have a prophet? There's no prophet of this age. And those brother, uh, the, the couple cannot explain more to him. So they said that, you know, there is a meeting up in the north. They said, do you want to uh, go for a meeting? So he, he was thinking, he said, this is a cult. You know, he said, I better get out of this. And he said, he said, no, I, I don't want to have nothing to do with him. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, the, the, the couple, uh, the brother said, you know, why don't you just, I'll let the brother, uh, uh call you. Maybe you can uh, talk to him. So I, at that time I was up in the north. So the brother gave me the phone number. So I called this, uh, uh, this uh, white jacket donut selling brother. That's uh, what uh, he's doing now. So uh, then uh, on the phone. So I was talking to him. I said, you know, we have a meeting here. I said, do you want to come in for a meeting? He said, no. He said, he just found an excuse. He said, you know, I don't have the money. He said, I'm just a poor preacher. I said, no worry. I'll send you the money. And he said, oh, you know. And and so um, uh, instead of sending money, I sent him a ticket. So I sent him a ticket. So he ride on the bus. And I asked him to please come. I said, I would like to meet you. And I would like to meet you, the believers over here. So he, uh, he said, okay, okay, he has no way to get out of this. So he ride on a bus two days and two nights. And you just show how the Lord, when, when somebody's got a hook by the Lord, and no matter how they try to struggle, they cannot get out of it. It's not you try to uh, get them in. It's the Spirit of God to try to lay them in. So then he ride on a bus, come for a meeting. This is a few years back. And then uh, he was during in that meeting. And I was speaking, and he was uh, sitting there. I can see him, and he was just uh, struggling, struggling. And he shared it with me later on. He said, at that time, he said, that just uh, the voice just sitting to me, said, get out of here, get out of here. He said, I tried to get out of here, but something just down in my heart said, this is the truth, this is the truth. And he said, the struggle was so bad. He said, I'm even sweating. He said, I was sitting on that chair. I couldn't get my get myself out of the chair. He said, I, I just couldn't get it up. He said, I would try to get up. I tried to get up. I couldn't get him up. But finally, he said, I was standing up. He said, I was just about to leave. He said, there's something in my heart saying, this is the truth. Then he said, I followed that voice. I said, this is the truth. This is nothing but the truth. And he actually, in the meeting, he screamed out. He said, this is the truth. Then he it was, the whole struggle is over. Then he will just give it his heart to the Lord. And to the Lord... Uh, just done the greater work than it is his life. Then he later on he married. He had a he had a little boy. Then he started to thinking. You know, he said, I want to in my heart. I want to do something for the Lord. What should I do? And he started to witness online. He said, everywhere he go. And by the same time, because uh, he was uh, uh, he was uh, kicked out from the denomination, then there's no uh, no uh, nobody supporting uh, the no church supporting him anymore. Then he's saying, "What should I do?" So he started to uh, uh, selling the donut on the street, and but he just cannot make the ends meet. Uh, he was that every day he was a struggling every month he was a struggling and he cannot even feed uh, his children but uh, his wife and the child but he didn't tell anybody that time I don't even know nobody knows this he just said I, I gotta make my hands made so he didn't uh, do any witnessing anymore he go on the street selling the donut and then he's selling the noodles selling this and that then he said I'll never make my hands made but he said at the same time the burden in my heart he says it's getting greater and greater and greater then finally, he prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm not praying that you make my ends meet. 
so that I can go out to minister the gospel. He said, Lord, I forget about this. I'm going out. He said, Lord, you take care of my home. Do take care of myself. Even I don't make my ends meet, I'm still going to go out to get a message out. So he talked his wife. His wife, to his surprise, his wife said, yeah, sure, don't worry about us. Don't worry about me and the child. Just going on out. The Lord is going to provide it. This is the burden in your heart. Get a message out. So he started to go on and out. And just miraculously, the Lord just day after day after day, he said, now not even provide my need. He said, I got a surplus in my account. He said, all this year, this is the first time I ever have a surplus in my account. And he started to share the message. He going to the Muslim province. He going to the north and south. Just by his witnessing, there was a tense, uh, I, th- I don't know how many people, just I think in the last few months, there's about 30, 40 people. There's about three, four churches received the message just through his witnessing. And he go up to the north and the different places. And uh, even uh, this uh, inner Mongolia that were, we got a chance to uh, visit uh, those uh, church that through this uh, brother's uh, witnessing. So how this, uh, this white jacketed brother, he go to uh, one part of the, in the northern China and the shared with uh, the house church. And then the, the, the lady received the message. And when she received, she get a message to uh, what uh, her friends had, which is in the inner Mongolia. And uh, when those uh, brothers, when they heard uh, the message, they said, we never heard of this. And uh, they, they uh, contacted uh, Brother David and uh, up in the north, uh, they uh, talked to him, said, you know, we want to uh, hear more. So uh, the Brother David just invited them and said, why don't you just come over and we can share more with you. So the brother and his wife and uh, came to our Brother David's church. And uh, then when I first saw Brother David and uh, this uh, sister... Uh, uh, that's uh, his wife. Uh, his wife is uh, blind, and uh, so the, the brother are uh, coming over, and he said, uh, "You know what, brother David? I believe the, this message is a supernatural message. I believe God is a supernatural God." He said, "I believe if you pray and we coming over, I want my wife's eye be open." But he said, "Don't take any pressure, brother David." He said, "Even my wife's eyes not all open." He said, even, even she blind forever until she die. That's nothing to do with our belief to this message of this hour. And we believe this message not just because the God, you know, God, I believe God can open up her eye. Even he doesn't open up her eye and we still believe the message. And so they are coming into the, the ocean and the brother David uh, baptized them. And after they were baptized, they're coming back home, and they start to uh, witnessing uh, uh, to uh, uh, different uh, people, and the sharing of the message with them. And so when they, uh, when they start to sharing, and the whole, the whole church rejected them. They said, no, we don't want, uh, we don't want this. And then at headquarters, as soon as they know this brother and his wife received the message, then they, they uh, kicked them right out of the, the denomination. So they're not um, uh, in that denomination anymore. So they said, you know, what are we going to do? So then they start to... Um, 
witnessing at home and uh, sharing the uh, sharing the word with the different of their relatives and some of their friends. And so they invited us, uh, uh, Brother David and myself, uh, they invited us as coming to their place to uh, uh, visit them. So that's uh, uh, we are according to their uh, invitation, and uh, we come. And it was a very humble brother. And that that night, uh, we're when we arrive, uh, we take the bus in there, uh, take the train over there. It is already at midnight at about uh, one o'clock, and the brother and to get a, 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 um, a basin and to put the warm water, hot water in there. He said, you know, I want to, uh, to wash your feet. And he said, uh, this is the feet that I have to be in the sharing of the gospel. He said, I wanted the blessing of the Lord that are coming to my home. So they wash our feet and I'm just a humble brother. But then I realized uh, not only just washing the feet, they said, we want you to refresh so we can have a fellowship. So that was the midnight at one o'clock. We fellowship to two, to three. And um, uh, that feet washing really helps. And then, uh, so then, uh, then we, uh, uh, then we went to sleep and just have a few hours of sleep and then uh, the morning come. And is it already that the brothers and the sisters started coming, uh, for the, for the meeting? And to the one of the brother, uh, shared, uh, came. And this one, they're coming from the, uh, the northern part. There belongs to a certain tribe, uh, of China. And so, um, uh, it was like a minority. Uh, but they're, uh, like the, uh, kind of like a Mongolian, uh, the people. But they're all speaking, uh, the Chinese. But they're tribal, uh, tribal people. He was there at a shepherd to have the sheep, had the cow. And so this, uh, brother is coming from a long way and, um, uh, coming for the meeting. And so he shared with us how he came into uh, the message. He said that the first, uh, uh, because of this brother and, um, uh, you know, that's a brother who was uh, baptized and they're uh, good friends. So when he heard, when he heard this, uh, uh brother, uh, receive the message and he said, uh, you know, that's a very strange, uh, they all kick him out and, and uh, you know, why, uh, what's happened? So he want to, uh, come over to visit him. And uh, he said, uh, then he coming over, he didn't say anything. He just fellowship with them. And he said, during the fellowship, he said, I realized they have something, something changed in this family. He said, before, whenever I come, he said, I find out, uh, I saw the husband and the wife, they're just fighting all the time. Every time they're fighting. He said, they're fighting so much, they're even fighting just in, uh, just in front of him. And they're just fighting each other. Sometimes they even... Uh, uh, just beat each other. There was a, it was a, it was a big problem in the family. But he said, when this time when I come, he said, I didn't hear any fighting anymore. I didn't say, I didn't hear any, just a verbal quarrel anymore. He said, the, the husband's taking care of the, uh, the, the wife and the talk nicely and the, the wife was obeyed husband. He said, something changed. He said, what's happened? And uh, then the, the, the brother just gave him a message and started sharing it with him. Then he said, if this message have that much of a power, he said, I want to believe this message. So that brother was uh, baptized. And so, uh, then during the, uh, while we were there, there's more people start to coming. There's his relatives that are coming, and there's his niece start to coming. By the grace of God, it all received the message of this hour. 
and this uh, uh, the donut selling brother that he's in right now he's uh, in uh, in uh, some of the tribal area it was very poor poor place and there belongs to another tribe that's uh, down in the uh, uh, in the south uh, in the western part and uh, so he was uh, sharing the message of wisdom just everywhere he goes and uh, un- you, as I said you have to understand that this is all under all the pressures that I was just, uh, just saying to you this is all under the hardship that he went through sometimes we're thinking well they're, they're get used to it you will never get used to it when the police knocking on the door you don't get used to it when the, the things that happen you don't get used right, to it right. they're just as has, has the same family like what we have to the family but just something that the burden in their heart that overcomes all this fear and everything else they said we want to have this message out to the people so then we have a uh, uh, Brother Tom, I don't know if you still remember uh, this, that I shared um, uh, uh, in a few, I think I shared that, I, I, I'm getting old, you know, I, uh, a time to me become, I've I gone into an eternity almost. Uh, so uh, this has happened uh, when Brother Tom and Brother Ron was there. And uh, one time, uh, one day, uh, Brother Tom was uh, preaching, and uh, as he was uh, preaching, you know how Brother Tom preached, that he was just uh, sweating all the time and everywhere. And he was uh, wiping off his, uh, his sweat, and then he threw the, the handkerchief, his, uh, just uh, put it down on the, on the pulpit there. And there's uh, the one brother, he was just sneaking out and take that handkerchief out back and uh, stuck it in his pocket. Brother Tom that time probably don't understand why he was doing that. So that the brother take that and put it in, my, in his pocket. And uh, he said, I believe this is the, this is the man of God. And uh, they said that in the book of Acts that they took the apron. It's not said that they put the, the, the apron on the pulpit. They said they took the apron from Paul. And they lay hands. They, that, they believe the word letter by letter. So they said, if that take the apron from Paul, it's the same God that's in Paul. It's the same God that's in this man of God. There's no difference. And you know, it just takes a simple faith like that. It doesn't take some superficial, it doesn't take some lightning thunder, you know, you have to feel something. It's just simple face of God. So he took that, he put it in the pocket, everywhere he go. And he, uh, this is my son's funny, he said, I haven't been I haven't been watching that for weeks. He said, it really stinks. <laughs> but he said, finally, he said, I'll wash it. I pray, he said, Lord, anointing still on there. <laughs> And then he said, uh, you know, to, to us, we might think that's a foolish, that's a childish. But doesn't God said, you know, don't suffer the little child coming to us. They have the simple face. That simple face will make things to work. And then he said, one day, this is the minister brother. This is not just a little uh, different uh, common brother. This is the minister brother. And one day he was assuring them. Sharing the word, he was a preaching the gospel, and as he was the preaching, he preached. He said that the Lord is not just a preaching the word. He said that God is fulfilling His word. He said that God sent the prophet is not just a preacher a word to us, but God sent the messenger to fulfill what is the word of God has said in the Bible. So while he was preaching, and this little boy just run to his daddy, he actually clasped in his daddy's bosom. 
His whole face was turned to pale. His lips had turned to purple. His daddy doesn't know what's happened. He just passed out. And the daddy don't know what to do. And the daddy just motioned to this brother said, why don't you, can you come on over to pray for, for my son? And actually there's a different sister already in a congregation and they want to call the 911, try to get an ambulance. But then the, the brother going down there. And he remember the handkerchief is still in his pocket. So he started to pray for the boy. He laid hands on the boy. He said to the, uh, and to pray to the Lord. He said, the Lord, I preached about your coming to fulfilling the word. You're not preaching the word. Now, Lord, is it coming to my turn? Lord, why don't you come to fulfill what your word has said? It's not just preaching by the word. It's not just preaching by the verbal. But Lord, I pray that the power of God coming down to fulfill, to vindicate your word. He said, just split seconds that boy is to wake up and then the face turned to red and the purple lips turned back and they run out of his bosom of the father and go to play as if nothing happens we serve a supernatural God it takes a simple face it's not something complicated but just simple face to believe the word of God whatever the word of God said I believe it it doesn't take any emotion it doesn't take any tearing it doesn't say you filled it or you don't feel it word of God has said we believe it brother Darren we believe it sister Roxanne we believe every word of God has said that is the truth simple face to what is the word of a God has said. And then while they were and then at the same time there was a couple was there who just received a message. It was in their congregation is that this brother and also and his wife. They just came in the message. They they haven't heard much about they just was baptized. They said one day, as soon as they saw this happened, and those brothers later on tell the, the pastor, said, said, and now I know this message is not something just talking about. He said, I now I really believe that God is the true God. And then he gave it his whole heart to the Lord. And since then, they're faithfully coming to the service. They're helping out or whatever they can. They believe the word. And I call this a brother, COD brother. You probably know uh, who he is. Does everyone know? Yes. Okay, I won't have time to explain that. So if you don't know, come private. I'll tell you why he called it COD brother. So because he helped us uh, to uh, uh, print the COD books. So this is a brother. And um, uh, he, uh, you know, uh, I think brother Tom know him very well. He was a simple brother. Doesn't even know how to talk. Because whenever he talk, he stutter. And whenever he talks, he not only stutter, and he doesn't know, when he gets nervous, he doesn't know, you know, how, just, just fumbling through. But you see, when God uses a person, he doesn't use an eloquent person. He doesn't use a fully educated person. He doesn't use a person who seems like always on the top, always on the front. No, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have to use that. When sometimes when God uses, God uses the person that without even natural ability, without any ability, so that it can show the supernatural God Himself. Because they don't depend on themselves, but they just have a simple face. And so this brother, then he, uh, he, uh, he was um, helping with a little church. And then one day, uh, he was uh, doing the, uh, he was cutting the wood board and things, and the jigsaw, uh, somehow, the saw just, 
cut it through and cut off his uh, three toes. His, uh, his, uh, his right foot is, I, I want to show them, but I kind of thought it's too bloody, so I better just don't, don't show that picture. So they just cut his uh, three toes right off. And uh, then right away, he sent a text and uh, to me, he said, Brother Murphy, pray for me. I cut my three toes off. I was thinking, why don't you just go to the doctor? <laughs> and then, so he did went to the doctor and he takes the three toe. And he goes, he takes the three toe, he went to the doctor. And he asked the doctor to put a three toe on. The doctor said, are you crazy? How are we going to put that on? He said, no, that's impossible. It's too long. He said, you're coming back too long. So they would refuse to put a three toe on. Then he was thinking, if they don't want to put a toe on, he said, I'm going to ask those men of God to pray for me, to bring that toe back or that toe to grow back again. And so he asked him, he said, Brother Murphy, he said, I asked the brother to pray for me. I asked him, can you pray for me too? So we prayed, uh, we prayed for this brother. And then I sent him a quote. And the brother Bram said in the, f- the fifth seal, he said, I believe. He said, I'm not going to speak it in his name. I'm going to speak it in the revelation of my faith. Right. He said, what happened in Sabino Canyon the other day? He said, I believe that the hour is approaching when missing limbs will be restored. And the glory is the power of the Creator. He said, I believe if He can make a squirrel appear, that has no squ- there is no, here if the man, of a woman, man or woman just got a part of missing, and that's a complete animal in itself. Oh, He is a God, and I love Him. So I send a quote to Him. He said, Hallelujah, Amen. He said, I believe it. And this time, this is a few months later, when I go back to Him, He got His three complete toes all grown up. Even the toenails have grown up. And then he went to the baptism to baptize those brothers. And then because, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have money to do it, he was, uh, because of those say he doesn't have a work, and that he cannot pay the rent, and so he has to move it out of the city, because that's an expensive city. So he has to move out of the city, went to another uh, place. But it turned out to be the will of the Lord. So he went out of the, this church and to go to another place. And they said, you know, what should I do there? So he, uh, he doesn't have any people that he can speak to. So he started to uh, go online. And uh, he's doing, um, oh, I don't know if we have it over here. They call it a live streaming uh, or live broadcasting. So he just uh, put the cell phone on himself and uh, broadcasting when he was, uh, uh, he was uh, preaching. So the one night, he got a one follower. Second day, he got a two. And uh, before long, every night, he got a more than 30 followers listen to his uh, sharing the message every night. And all together, in the last about uh, two months, he got uh, more than 500 people and they hear him uh, preaching the, the gospel. And he's sending the message to them. He said, Brother Murphy, they're so hard, so hard shell to knock it off. He said, I shared a message, some rejected. He said, but still, there are some seed there. He said, they received the message. They want us to visit them, uh, you know, someday. He said, when, uh, when you come, I uh, said, uh, maybe we can all come to visit. I said, don't wait for us to come. I might never come. I might never be able to come. I said, you can do all this work. I said, go to them to share the gospel with them. Well, may the Lord bless all these uh, uh, brothers. Yeah. 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 You know, as I said, when God was doing, it doesn't take uh, 
uh, really something that when we're thinking that was, um, it has to be complicated. It has to be a, a super duper. When God is doing something, He was always doing things. It was a very, just seems a very naturally. And that the people who's experienced that, who's doing it, it doesn't even feel any something that's supernatural. But when you look at it back, you can see the supernatural hand of a God that is working. And, um, you know, uh, maybe I'll just share a little bit about Sister Fortune. I hope this is okay. Sister Fortune, you know, when I, before, before I left, um, uh, this is, I was, I was just heard. And, um, you know, Sister Fortune was asking uh, for prayer uh, be, uh, because he was handing it over uh, to some of the documents um, for uh, his immigration. And uh, there was uh, some mistake that he, she was making, making there. And then uh, she, uh, uh, you know, she was uh, doesn't know if this uh, is going to cause him, uh, um, you know, any problem for the application. So Sister Fortune come up for prayer. And then we prayed for her. And so this is later that I was told that in that prayer that I was saying, I said, the Lord, if God, you allow this to happen, I said, God, you will take care of it. And by God's grace, they grant her the status. So our sister fortune, now she is a permanent resident of the Canada. So we give it all the glory to God. But you see, if the Lord allows something happen, God has to take care of it. There's nothing that will happen to the believer is not God allow this to happen to him. So that means everything that God has to take care of it. No matter what happened to a believer, no matter is it good or bad, sometimes we might thinking this is the trouble. Sometimes we might thinking this is a disaster. But to God, if God allowed these things to happen, then God has to take care of the rest of it. And Brother Brandon said in his Smyrna church age, he said that the faith that we daily use to triumphant in Christ Jesus is the same faith that upholds the polycarps and all those martyrs. Do you realize that we have the same faith that those martyrs that they are having? Some of their head was cut off. Some people, they were burned in the stake. But God said we have the same faith that they're having. Then he said a supreme faith will give supreme grace for the supreme hour. We're living in the supreme hour. We're living the end time. We're living the coming of the Lord. But in this time, God gave us a supreme grace. But what that supreme grace, supreme grace is coming? It's coming because of supreme faith. But supreme faith is not just means of the big super faith. But it's just what I said. It's just simple faith that God granted it to you. As this morning, Brother Thomas are preaching, the faith is God gave us the faith. It's not we try to manufacture the faith. It's the word that lays the faith. The supreme faith laid in the word of God in this hour. When you receive the word, you literally receive the supreme faith that God gave it to you. But a supreme faith will only happen when the disaster, the situation come. The supreme faith will only be manifested when the trials come. When a persecution come, when a difficulties come, that is not God trying to destroy you, but God trying to manifest what is the spoken word of power. God is trying to manifest what is the supreme faith that's already laid it in you. And the brother said this morning in the church age, he said, but the, 
but those who give their lives for God. He said, either by daily striving or shedding their blood as the crown, crowning sacrifice of their lives will be given the crown of life. God gave them the crown of life because they shed their blood. They became a martyrs. They under the persecution. They'd rather to give their life without a compromising on the word of a God. But he said that God will give the crown of life to them, just as God will give the crown of life to you, just as He gave the crown of life to them. They give their blood as a martyr, but there's the people in this end time, they're striving for God. There is something driven in their heart. They do all that they can for the word of God in this hour. Something striving in them. Then I was thinking about a brother Cobus, as you would every Saturday, faithfully sending out a report. People that was doing the transition work. People doing the proofreading work. Our sisters are faithfully, you supporting her husband. Our brothers, you faithfully Faithfully supporting the pastor, supporting the mission of the world. What are you doing? You're striving just as those martyrs who give their blood for that martyrdom. And God will give the crown of life to them just as He gave the crown of life to you. We're facing the different pressure in here. And just as uh, those are brothers, and maybe in China, in Uganda, and in different places, they're facing the, facing the pressure, maybe uh, very different from us. But that pressure is not a greater than what you are facing the pressure. It's the same devil that laid a pressure on them, and the same pressure that the devil laid it on you. But it's the devil is just coming into the, the different, uh, I would say the different uh, format of it. And in their pressure is coming to the more like um uh the devil just right in front of you. But the pressure that are in this age, that are the people that are here that are facing, their pressure is more subtle. Their pressure is more like uh, uh disguised with uh something uh, like uh some is uh, from the work and some is uh, from the daily life and some are from the family life, some from the marriage life, some from the education. But everyone that the people who are the believer, they're facing the depression. But God promised us that in that pressure time, He will still manifest Himself as a supernatural God. It's the supernatural God when He was a manifest that uh, in the Moses time. And uh, when Moses has the leading of the people, has the access, then God manifests himself as the supernatural God. He called the flies out. He let the river become a blood. And uh, the leaves set out. And uh, the darkness started coming. What does God try to show to the people? To show to the people that in those troubled times, that in those perilous times, there is a supernatural God still working in there. But the supernatural elements of a God has to be manifest when the trials is coming, when the difficult are coming, when the pressures is coming. And it's in those times that the people, they must, depending on the supernatural God. And we're coming to the time that every daily life, you have to depending on the supernatural God. Without the supernatural providence of the Lord, you cannot even go to work. Without a supernatural providence of a God, you cannot even overcome the school life. 
without a supernatural to God, you cannot even come into the church without being just become a church member and just become a log and sitting on the chairs. It has to take the supernatural element out of a God that for our daily living. You find out in this earth, in this world, and the people are totally giving themselves to the flesh, totally giving themselves to the natural things, totally giving themselves to the education, to the science, and then everything. All those things were brought death. And all those things were brought to the people, uh, set them in a trap. And sometimes the trap is not a, a very easily to be discerned. The trap is sometimes is a disguise that a person cannot recognize. And because if you recognize that you wouldn't fall into the trap. So that's why it is the devil has to make it almost that you will find out everything that in our daily life become a trap. Become a snare that is in our life. And uh, sometimes the food can become a trap. You know, the things that were, something that was very small can trigger a big problem. Before I come to Canada, I never heard of eating peanuts can die. But when I come to Canada, I realize that some person do when they eat peanuts, they die. And because of all the hybriding, all the things that were surrounding us, the devil has to make the whole environment and it coming to the point that almost everything that was controlled by Satan. And the, even the small things, if you not be careful, and the, you can fall into the trap, and it can cause a havoc in the person's life. That would just give you an example of the food. If it doesn't be careful, money can become a trap. And the person can give themselves, it's not just uh, you try to become a billionaire or a millionaire, it just try to pay your daily bill. That become a trap. And that the person can be so, uh, those things can be so, uh, you know, we're talking about the believer. We're not talking about the people that in the world are trying to pursuing uh, for their career and the things. We're talking about just the pressure that our believers are facing every day, our brothers facing every day, just for to make the ends to meet, that it can become a trap to our, to the different people. But that's why I said everything, it must be depending on the supernatural God. It's not a one thing that in our life that you can do just by yourself. If the things that you can do by yourself without depending on the supernatural God, you will find out it will fall into the trap very soon. And the devil can make legitimate things can become a trap that in your life. Devil can make the things that you have today, you do daily, and then everybody else is doing daily. He can make that and turn it around, become a trap. Then if you don't depend on the supernatural God, those things that you are falling into it. And work can be, become a trap. And you find out the love can become a trap. Marriage, relationship can become a trap. If a person is not be careful, they're all they're thinking, they all try to do, you know, uh, to keep their marriage life going, to keep their relationship going, and everything they was just keeping it going, everything they were thinking about that, and they try to make it work. If they don't depending on the supernatural God, that can become a trap too. And each trap can become a fatal. If the person get caught by it. Why is it?
Because in the last age, there's all these supernatural demons was released. There's a 200,000 thousand supernatural demon has been released to attack the bride of Jesus Christ. And when those demons was coming out, their power coming to the full manifestation. Their power coming to the point they are attached. Almost everything can be used, will be used. The cell phone that can be used and will be used. The social media can be used, will be used. Everything, you name it. That in our daily life, everything that we encountered, everything from morning to night, everything that you, you're encountered with, all can be used by Satan. If Satan can use coming to church, put it as a trap, and put it as a, as a snare to cause the people, what else Satan doesn't use? The most religious thing, the most rightful thing can do, coming to the church, listen to the word, even the devil can use that and make it that the person just become a religious, just become a church member. What else he doesn't use? Everything in this world, devil can use. That's why God has to send a prophet, has to give us a message to deserve each situation. That cannot be educated. That must be have a born again experience. That a Holy Spirit to be born in you so that every time you go through from morning to night, there is a guarding Holy Spirit to guard in every aspect of your life. When you go to shopping, there is a Holy Ghost there that you to discern the situation. When you're working, there is a Holy Ghost there to let you discern the situation. When you have a certain relationship, there is a Holy Ghost there to let you discern the situation. When you have a children that are in your family that are going through certain things, it takes the Holy Spirit to discern the situation. Education doesn't work. It cannot educate you to know how to deal with the situation. It has to take the Holy Spirit to let you go through every aspect of your life. You heard of the people talking about the quality of life. And that can become a trap too. And to let the people to pursuing for the quality of life. But let them are missing the real quality of life. They can give us so much time for the quality of life. And not just make it a living anymore. But you know, I just want to have a better life. And that can be the trap to trap a person. And then before long they were swallowed up by the quality of life. People really need the quality of life. It's the quality of the eternal life. It's not the quality of the natural life, but it's the quality of the eternal life. I think it's the time for us to really take an inventory, like Brother Tom was saying this morning, to think about what we can, not what we can pack it up, but what we can pack it off. Not what we can gain that in the natural life, but we, we can get off from our natural life. Because we are going to the rapture, if we do believe that. Is in those a difficult time that a supernatural God start to manifest himself. And in the Elijah's time, it's taking a supernatural 
providence of a God to provide whatever the need that Elijah had. And when there's a, all the rivers are dried up and all the, there's a no food and there's no drink and God sends Elijah a crow, pick up, give the, give him the meat and give him a, give him the, uh, the river of the drink, water to drink. And then he sent him to a widow and that that widow and to come to supply the need of Elijah. If that's the type, we're coming to the time when we're facing all this pressure and different things coming from the different... You know, you, we're probably never even thinking we will have. We're probably still living the religious of our freedom, or freedom of religion, whatever that is. And we're probably living in here, you know, you don't have the please knock on your door and do this and that. That can happen that fast over one night. Don't give it too much hope about a democracy that what we have. Don't give it too much at all, but too much depending on that. Okay, where we can go on for on and on and on. It can happen just in a split second. Overnight, the whole thing gonna be shut down. We're living in a dangerous time. It's not only just a dangerous from an angle, it's a dangerous time because the devil tried to woo you to sleep. It's a dangerous time. It's not because the dangers from us. If we can see all the dangers coming, we'll be wake up and be, be a vigilance. We will be wake up and be on the alert. But it's because every devil that tried to, in this society, he tried to woo you to sleep. Oh, you have so much things you can do. You have so much things that you can gain. You have to do this. You have to do that. Oh, don't worry about that. That is the most dangerous things that are around us. And whenever the devil try to fight you, and he will always try to fight you to the bottom. He will, he will fight you to your bottom line. And you will find out that when it's in this age, that the devil come to the climax. He will do everything that he can so that you will not recognize your position in Christ. We'll see what is the position, what is a, well, we talk about a sitting in the heavenly place. What is the sitting in the heavenly place? Brother Bram said it's the, the believers stand in Christ Jesus. And that is the, we stand, that is the, the heavenly place. If we can recognize who we are and focus ourselves on the things that's supposed to be focused on, then we're sitting in the heavenly place without a wound to sleep by the Satan. You know, this time when I was in China, I was talking I would visit a, a one a, a believer, a sister, who's a, a who's in the eastern part of China, and um, the sister she got a cancer, and so when she had a cancer, that's the last time when we were there, and we prayed for her, and uh, after we prayed, and she uh, went back to the hospital, and then they do a check it again, and every number become a normal. So the Lord uh, really uh, done the work uh, to to her, but then uh, she was uh, doing the uh, farming and doing that. Then she got uh, really tired, and one day, and uh, she just doesn't feel right. She went back to check it again, and uh, the number is rise up. The cancer number is rise up again, and because if the faith would drive the Satan out, the unbelief. Well, uh, let him come back to you. And then the devil really, uh, uh, you know, working on her. 
So uh, she was sent to the hospital. It was in a very uh, a critical uh, situation. And then the brother asked her, said, uh, you know, if you can, uh, uh, can we uh, uh, go to visit uh, the, the sister? Because she asked if we can go to pray for her. So we, we sat in the car and we went there. I was thinking about, Lord, what should I say to this sister? And um, so while, and the Lord gave me something, then I, I, then I went to the hospital and I went with the brother. Then we are sitting there. And then the, when I get in, I, heard, I saw the sister was listening to the, uh, to the, uh, the message. And so then we would sit down and she was really happy to see us. And then she started saying, you know, she said, uh, she said I feel so bad. I said that it's painful here. And, and, and uh, the, the, the cancer number uh, is rise up really, uh, really high. I couldn't go to sleep and this and that. Then I said to her, I said, uh, dear sister, I said, before you continue on, I said, I want to, I want to say to you, what does the Lord say to me? While I was in the car, because I was in the car, I was praying. I said, Lord, what should I say to the sister? I said, I believe the Lord gave me some word for you. And she was uh, opening up her eye. She said, uh, what is it? I said, sister, I said, the Lord said to me, said to you, is not, I'm coming here, is not come to ask you to have faith toward God. I said, I'm coming to you. And by the name of Jesus Christ, I want to say to you, you have faith of God. I said, you already have the face of God. Then I saw the tears start to coming down. I said, the devil tried to play with your mind. I said, every time, I said, don't think about it, just the physical. The devil just stop at the physical. I said, the devil will not stop at the physical. I said, don't think the devil will, st- will go to your mind that the battling devil will stop in the mind. He will not stop at the mind. I said, the devil is going and coming to your soul and to tell you, you are not the daughter of God. And then she started to cry. She said, Brother Murphy, that's exactly what is in the last few days, the devil playing with me. I even doubted myself, am I still son? Am I still the daughter of God? Why am I? I believe and now that I'm believing, they're coming back and all the cancer and everything. I said, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And I said to her, I said to the Lord, I said, I don't care what it is. I said, the one thing I want you to know, I said, you are the daughter of God. I said, you are, you do have the faith that is in you. I said, if you are not the daughter of a God, I said, you are not, even in the critical situation like this, you're still believing what is the word of a God said. If you are not the daughter of a God, you are not going to listen to the word of a God and believe every word. And then she said, yes, Brother Murphy, she said, I believe. I said, that's what I'm coming here for. I'm announcing to you, you do have the face of God in you. And it's not that it's, come on, let's believe. Come on, go believe. Come on, let's, there's no come on in this situation. You are daughter of a God. You are son of a God, my brother, my sister. Whatever situation that you are facing, I'm not coming here to tell you, have faith to God. You do have a faith to God. Whatever difficult that you are facing, whatever backsided situation that your children or your family situation is, you do have a face of a God. Without face of a God, you wouldn't be sitting here. Without face of a God, you wouldn't be listening to every message said, I believe every word of a God. That call you do have a face of a God. Don't let the devil lie to you. He's a liar. 
Whenever he tried to test you, he always want to come to the bottom line. You're, it's his, when you have a sickness, sickness is not to the destination of a devil. He want to go in further. He go into your mind. Their mind starts to play in the trick. Am I the daughter of a God? Am I the son of a God? Why am I doing this? Why am I having that? That's not going to end the stop. He wants to go all the way down to the bottom line to your soul. So that you are not to the daughter of a God. You are not son of a God. He is a liar to the dark. He can claim your physical body. He can claim your mind, but he cannot claim your soul. But Abraham said that the whole armor of God is by faith. We haven't got a one natural thing of this world. Everything of the Christian church is a faith act. Look at the armor of a God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, gentleness, and patience. He said everything is supernatural. Nothing natural. So we don't look at the things natural because we are operating supernatural. Everything God gave us, us, there's not a one thing that is a natural. All is a message to give it to us is all supernatural. Amen. All the things that we will have, there's not a one bit that we can depend on of the natural ability and to try to achieve anything for God. It has to depending on the supernatural God. And it's also expecting the supernatural God to do supernatural work. Amen. Don't let your unbelief try to woo you to sleep. That a believer which just continue on like this. The supernatural God is going to manifest in the precious time. In a time like this, this is the time that God is going to manifest himself. When it seems like everything is impossible. It seems like everything that come to a point that are all the things that are trying to against you. But that's the time that God will want to manifest as a supernaturality. And you can't prove it. All the fruit of the Spirit. He talked about it. He said the long suffering, the peace of love. What can you prove? Nothing that you can prove of it. He said that you can't prove what joy it is. The whole armor of a God, a joy, love, peace, long suffering, making gentleness, patience. That's all supernatural. You can't prove it, but you know you got it. See, that's it. So you know it's your, you know it yourself. What God do? Your nature has been changed. Because you are born again, your nature has been changed. When your nature changed, the fruit of the Spirit will follow that. You're not what you used to be. You said, oh, the, the world and people, they have a love too. That, that's absolutely true. But my love is different. My love not coming from education. My love is not coming from a psychology. My love is coming from the message of this hour. They have a patience. That's absolutely the truth. But my patience coming from a different source. My patience is coming from I believe the word of God. I remember I used to be a ill-tempered person. Uh, my, my mom told me, this I don't even remember. My mom said, uh, it's a son, you're so much like me. He said, your temper uh, is like, uh, I don't know what. 
He said, when I was, then she told me, she said, when you were about five or six years old, he said, you were on the street, you were fighting with some of your, uh, you know, the little kids, the little boy that was with me. So you beat that boy down. And that parents uh, get really mad about this slap on your face. So they slap you down. He said, then you were coming home, you didn't cry. He said, I saw you must be possessed with the demon. And she said, you coming home, you went into the kitchen, pick up a knife, and run out to try to kill that parent. And my mom just ran after me, just holding me, and take, uh, try to take that knife down. She said, I couldn't even take that knife down. She said, all your veins are in your neck. He said, you must be demon-possessed. He said, you try to kill that person. I said, well, I never know I have that ability. <laughs> but then he said, what I'm trying to say, that's my nature before. Maybe the other people have a good nature. Maybe the other people, they have a patience, they have a meekness, they have a gentleness. But I know who changed me. It's not that the education can change me, but the message of this hour has changed me. And you do the same thing. Don't try to compare with other people. Compare with what you used to be. Don't let the devil lie to you. God has a change to you. And that's the supernatural God has a change to you. And then my mom said, now you can let anybody jump on you. And he said, you don't even, you don't even have a temper, you don't even have angry. Don't try that though. <laughs> what did that? It's a supernatural God has changed us. It's a supernatural gospel that in its hour has changed us. When it comes to the precious time like this, not precious time. The time of a pressure like this, that is to take the supernatural God to really do a supernatural thing. Stuff. You'll find out that God will take everything that is natural that you can depending on. He will take that out of the way. Anything that you can feel safety, maybe your safety zone, you find out that God will take it out of the way. It's not trying to make you become hollow, let you drop down. It's God said, I want to prove myself to be a supernatural God. No other way to prove him, but by this. In this perilous time, he will prove himself as a supernatural God. Brother Brahma said, the third pole has now been vindicated. He said, I'm sure you all know what it is. He said, but it will not be used in a great way until this council begins to tighten up. But when that time comes, when a squeeze comes down, then you will see what you have seen temporarily by manifested in, be manifest in the fullness of his power. He said the third pole, the opening of the word, the mysteries revealed. There's no more higher order to reveal the word than the prophet. The third pole was the opening of them seven seals to reveal the hidden truths that's been sealed in the word. It's in this perilous time and a dangerous time. That's the God who showed himself the supernatural. That's the God by the opening of the word. 
That is so the supernatural God. It's not just a supernatural God reveals some word and knowledge to us, but it's a time for the word of God to come into the action. This is a, should be the happiest time we can ever have. We're looking forward for the supernatural God to move. And this is the time God is going to move supernaturally. We're looking forward to the God to move in our family. And this is the time God is going to move. We're looking forward to God is moving in our church. And this is the time that God is going to move. Why? Because the third point is not just creating the squirrel. Just do this. and But the third point is the proof that spoken word is in your hand now. Then he said that the third pole is here. He said that this will be a thing that will start the rapturing phase for the going away. He said, you might see such a change in my ministry right away, dropping back, not going out, but dropping back. He said that there is coming a time to upon in this nation to where this nation is going to exercise all the power that the beast had before it. Which was pagan Rome or when it become a pepper Rome. See, that's a nation will do that. Then he said, after a while, he said it'd be received the power and it spoke like a dragon and exercised all the dragon power, the dragon that had before him. He said, a dragon is Rome always. He said, you will have to be into this council of churches or you won't be able to have a fellowship. Well, it's a practically, it's a practically that way now. You can't go to a church and preach unless you have a fellowship card or some identification. This is not just happened just now. This has happened in Brother Branham's time. And think about it. We're already 50 some years have passed already. How severe what we're having right now? Don't let the devil woo you to sleep, thinking this is happening in the future. This has already happened. That in the prophet's time, the tightening is already up. And think about what's happening in the here in the different places. What is the Lord is trying to telling us? It's our homecoming time. He said it's a tightening. And then when that time comes, and the price comes, and the press come to a place to where you're pressed it out. Then watch what I'm fixing to tell you in a few minutes. Watch the third pole then. See, and you will be absolutely to the total lost, but it will be for the bride and the church. What are we facing? Every word they're facing the squeeze. Every word the squeeze is getting tighter and tighter. It can only getting worse and the worse. But what we're looking for, we're looking for that God is coming on the scene. We're not looking for how to dealing with the squeeze. We're not looking for how to dealing with the pressure. We're looking for the coming of the Lord. When He comes, that is our answer. We're not trying to cope with the things. We're not trying to, you know, how to figure out what we're going to make it our work work or how to make the, our persecution getting lesser. We're looking for the coming of the Lord. There's nothing left. There's only one thing that is the coming of the Lord. Let me try to wind up it over here. Brother Bram, we're talking about the maniac. Can you give me a few minutes? It's very hard to, to compress all the 
one month of service in one. But I'll try to give you a little brief highlights here. Brother Bramah said, uh, I think he would just lay dormant for a little while. He talked about a third pole. Until the great hour of a persecution comes on. He said, that's one it will be. He said, it will speak. I pray the Lord to anoint in us. Anoint in us to know exactly what to do and how to do. Amen. To know exactly what we're living in. And how to dealing with what we're facing it at. That is the true anointing that what we need. We don't need an anointing, try to shout and scream and pump it up or this and that. That is perfectly fine. But we're looking for an anointing. Let us know how the supreme power that in control. You have the supreme faith that God has already given it to you. He's not telling you to have faith that you already have that faith that is possessed in you. And that's a God to anoint in us to know exactly what and how. And Brother Bramah said in the resurrection of a Jairus daughter, he talked about that the maniac, the religion. He said one poor maniac lost his mind. Perhaps a good man one time. He said a walk upright before God, but probably got in the wrong crowd. Maybe started a drinking or something, lost his mind, and he lived out in a tomb where the demons lived, put him in chains, and he had a supernatural power. He said he had to break those chains and jump on man and beat him and kill him if he could when they come by. And that poor fellow, maybe he had an old gray head mother somewhere praying for him. He had to do the same tonight where one humble soul is calling to him. He had to cross seas or leave the heavens to answer that prayer. You have to think about that legion, that person was possessed by the demons. But how many demons? 2,000 demons. 2,000 demons that has acclaimed this person. 2,000 demons has won into this person. And it tortured him, tormented him. That a day and night, I didn't live in the tomb. And it cannot be delivered. I'll say probably many times he tried to come out. But each time, the demons of power had overcome him. And each time, it seems like maybe there was a little hope. But every time, the demon break his hope. And then he'll come, and then he back to this uh, situation, and to the instant situation, and can never be delivered. The situation is just getting worse and worse. And then the Bible said, uh, he said, behold, and he cried out saying, when Jesus come, he said, what have we do to thee, Jesus, thou sign of God? The devil controlled his whole mouth. The devil controls his whole mind. Everything the devil controlled him. From the outside to the inside, of told him his mind, his reason, his imagination, everything the devil has possessed him. His whole body, the devil possessed him. The devil tortured him to a point and even dwelled living in him. That a 2,000 devil, that a chance, that a chin him down, even been broken. Why? Because the Satan's are supernatural demons. The devils are supernatural demons. And the brother Brahman said he wasn't human strength. He said he was the devil's strength 
that was doing that. But how am I saying God? He said, no, the devil is powerful, but God is more powerful. You think about a demon has possessed this man. Demons has claimed this man. Demons claim his body. And make his body become so tortured and tormented. There's no resemblance of a human being anymore. The demon has possessed his mind. And the mind has no resemblance of any normal person anymore. But no matter how demons claim his body, claim his mind, but demon cannot claim his soul. Because in that soul, there's a gene, there's a seed of a God in there. And all the demons that are what they have, Brother Brandon said, and he cares, so do you care? He said he cared when a neurotic called a legion cared enough. Under opposition to wiggled out from under those tombstones of devils and go out to meet Jesus. And he cared enough. And he said, and he threw himself prostrated. He's thinking about this demon possessed person. Even when he was in that position, even when he was a demon possessed, and then he come to meet Jesus. But when he meet Jesus, even at those moment, he was still possessed by Satan. He was still possessed by demon. They didn't even control his mouth. And to a certain point, when Jesus came, there his mouth still saying the devil's words. Do you understand that? Even when Jesus come, when he come to meet Jesus, that his mouth still pronounced Satan's word. Isn't that like some other people? And sometimes it's the backsiders. Sometimes it's the children. They might have a desire that in their heart. They might have a soul that in their heart that they are belongs to God. But in their mouths, their whole being was possessed by Satan. Even they have a desire, want to do good. But when their mouths are speaking, it's coming from the devil. Even their desire, their heart wants to do good. But when they come to do things, when their action, their hands to do the wrong thing. Their mind is just thinking under the wrong thing. But that doesn't mean that that person is not belongs to God. And the devil possesses a physical body. The devil claiming his mental faculty. But the devil cannot claim his soul. In that soul, they have a desire. In that soul, they said, the Lord, remember me. In that soul, said, if there is God, God come to deliver me. And every time when that soul is calling, Jesus will come on the scene. When Jesus heard that soul is calling, he must have come on the scene to follow that maniac. But you know that maniac has to do one thing. Brother Bram said he has to wiggle out from under those tombstones of devil and go out to meet Jesus and throw himself prostrated. He said, them devil would have never come. 
if Legion hadn't have pushed his way out there to meet him. He said, when he carried enough to make that effort, that stand that he needs to believe, Jesus carried enough to cast out his legion of devils from him, and his neurotic condition was gone. Let me end up over here share the last testimony with you. At one of the service when I was a, when I was a, uh, just in one of the church, when we have a convention, I was a preaching about this, uh, the legion. He was a possessed. And I was speaking about how a person can go into insanity. Total insanity. And yet, that person it was a converted. And filled with the Holy Ghost. Then I said to the demons, can claim it as a body. Can claim it as a mind. But a demon cannot claim it as a soul. And when I was saying that, and I saw the young man was sitting in the front row. And he was jumping it up. And it cried it out. He said, I was delivered, I was delivered, I was delivered. And I don't know what's happened. And after the service, I was went back to the room. And another brother uh, come to pick me up before the afternoon service. I was just arrested a little bit. I don't want to come in there. I saw this young man who was uh, called out. I said, I was delivered, I was delivered. And he was in the same car. And then the driver who drove the, he said, Brother Murphy, Brother Murphy, he said, he said, this brother, he said, this morning, and he was sitting there, do you see him standing up? I said, I said, yeah. He said, do you know what's the situation that he's in? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I'll let him to talk to you. So this, this, this young man who was teared in his eye, he was saying, he said, Brother Murphy, he said, when you was seeing that, he said, do you realize he said, I would just came out from the instant institution. Less than two months. And he said, I've been in uh, four times into the instant institution. He said, four times I went to the instant institution in the last about two years. He said that the things that were, he said that the devil just played with me to a point. He said, I was totally gone. He said, I don't know what to do. He said, each time I go in there, he said, I get worse when they're coming out. And when the second time and I go in there, he said, the devil come on again. And each time, he said, the demon just getting more powerful, just more powerful. He said, the last time, he said, the fourth time, I was totally lost. He said, then the devil is coming. He said, you're not to the child of God. He said, you are the child of God. How can you go into the insane institution for four times? God doesn't care about you. You're not even a believer. And he said that, then I, then I told him, I said, each time the devil, when he was testing you, he must have testing to the bottom line. The bottom line has only one thing. That is the bottom line that are you the child of God or not? But I said, if you are the child of God, each time when devil try to touch that bottom line, try to touch that nerve center, it's not you try to fight anymore. 
but it's the God come on us in. Because God said, that is my gene. That is my life. You're not touching just my, my children. You're touching me. Because that's my attribute. I said, when you come to the bottom line like that, when you cannot go any deeper, when you cannot go any worse, when you cannot go any bad, I said, that is the time that God coming down. When God coming down, it's not coming just by emotion, but God coming by the word of God. And that's the time that God deliver. That he said, yes, Brother Murphy, he said, the Lord totally deliver me right in that service. The Lord has spoken it to my heart. What is it, my brothers? Devil can claim your body. Devil can claim your mind. But devil cannot claim the gene of God. He cannot claim the attributes of God. That attribute to confess, to declare to you that you are the son and daughter of God. No matter how we word that is, no matter how difficult a situation that is, but when that gene that is in you, no devil can claim that. That is the time that supernatural God is come on the scene. May the musician come. No matter what devil try to do, no matter how hard the situation that you might thinking that you have been encountered with. But this is the time for the supernatural God to come on the scene. This is the time to manifest what we have read and what we have listened. Brother Bram said that this demon possessed a person he has to wiggle out of his tombstone. I wonder how many people that you need to wiggle out of your tombstone. You might be in the tombstone of a depression. You might be in the tombstone of the pornography. You might be in the tombstone of whatever situation that you haven't been in. But that legion, he has to wiggle out of that tombstone. Even when he wiggle out of the tombstone, his mouth still speaking the demon's words. But that doesn't mean anything. That have nothing to do with the determination of the deliverance that coming from Jesus Christ. That have nothing to do with the determination, not you, about the Jesus Christ. But you must be determined to wiggle out of your tombstone. No matter how hard that is, it must be the desire that in that person's heart, say, Lord, I want to be delivered. Lord, I don't want these things to bother me anymore. I don't want to live with the devil anymore. It takes the desire of the person's heart. When you determined... When you carry enough to wiggle out of your tombstone, then Jesus carry enough to deliver the legion. And He will deliver you. Shall we stand? Let us bow our head. We speak about the supernatural God. I wonder how many people want to wiggle out of your tombstone.
Don't raise up your hand just to me. But raise up your hand to the Lord. I wonder how many people has been bothered. Has been this of demons. That are coming from a different direction. Coming from a different angle. Whatever things that you're going through. Whatever things that has been uh, so confined you. Prisoned you. And won't let you go. Won't release you. Don't you believe there's a supernatural God here? Don't you believe there's a supernatural God? He's willing to deliver. He's willing to release you. Maybe your mouth is still saying, not saying the God's word, but saying the devil's word. Maybe you're still confessing what is the devil's try to let you to say. Maybe on the outside, there's a nothing resemble. There's a nothing seems like that you have nothing going to work. But don't look at that. Look at that, that legion. He wiggled himself out of the tombstone. By the wiggle out of his tombstone, he carried enough and lay before Christ. Then Jesus carried enough to deliver him out of the legion's control. Oh dear Heavenly Father. Lord, you saw that people's hand, Lord. Lord, only you know the situation. That whoever does it in here, listen, needs you, Lord. Lord, different people, they might have a different need. Lord, different people, some people probably don't even realize what hours that they're living in. Lord, if they can only realize the urgency of this hour. Lord, if they can only realize what time that we are in, Lord. Lord, I... Lord, I just say they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be just become a careless. Oh God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, drop into each person's heart. Lord, you know the different situation. You know the different need of the different people. Lord, we don't know. Or sometimes we wonder how long this earth can go on. How long this world can go on, Lord? But Lord, you said you want, you will come quickly. And that's what we believe, Lord. Lord, when different things has happened, all the situation rise up, Lord, it's not time that we become neurotic, but this is the time that we're looking forward to your coming. This is the time that we're happily looking for the kingdom, Lord, that you prepared for us. To come, to deliver us, to take us away from this earth, Lord. Father, we give you all the thanks. Lord, I just believe that, that everything that you do is a supernatural. I pray, Lord, that you do a supernatural work in each individual that in this congregation. Lord, no matter what their need is, no matter what a situation is, may they understand our God is a supernatural God. And he is not just doesn't listen to our prayer. He's not only just listening to our prayer, but he listens speedily. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the message of this hour. It gives us a discernment. Let us discern the situation to know what is right and what is wrong. How we thank you for your word in this hour, Lord. How we thank you for the eye that you sent it to us. We were blind. We don't see the back and we don't see the east and right and right and left. But 
But Lord, now we can see. Now, Lord, you open our eyes so we know where we were. We know where we're coming from and we know where we're going to. Father, we give you all the thanks. I just ask you, Lord, to continually do the work in the people's life. Bring the backsider home. Bring the people who to cool off. Lord, let our heart to be fervent again. Lord, to burn a fire again. Light to the flame again in our life, Lord. I commit everybody that every people, every member of this body that in your hands, Lord, to let your coming forth, that to deal with us. Lord, let your power to coming down. Lord, that especially in this hour, to deliver to the people that need to the deliverance. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Can we sing in the winds of, uh, winds of faith? Let us just sing together and worship Him. And keep our face on Him and know that He is the supernatural God. Whatever our need is, He's coming to meet our need. You know, He's not just coming to let us reading His Word, to listening to His Word, but put the Word into action. Let us sing together.
It's all about the simple faith to the simple word of God. I think we heard a lot of a preaching. We heard a lot of a message. You heard of, I think every one of here, we heard more message than those Chinese believers heard. Because those Chinese believers, they only have a few hundreds message. But we have all the message in English. I think it's not just listening to the message, but believe in what the message has said. I believe God is going to the supernatural works in our life. Aren't you glad you want to? Aren't you glad you even have a desire want to serve the Lord? Aren't you glad you have a desire to the Lord? I just want to have a closer walk with you. I just want to have another level of a fellowship with the Lord. You know, every time I want to go in there to coming back, it's just something burning in my heart. Lord, I just want a closer walk with you. Lord, I just want to know you more. I feel like I don't know nothing. I feel like I don't know anything about God. But just something in me just burning. Lord, just just reveal yourself to me a little bit more. Just a little bit more, Lord, so that I can love you more. So that I can see more of God is moving. So I can know God that you're caring. So I know God that you're moving. That I'm on me, that I'm in my family, that in our church. To serve young people, not just when we get saved. To serve young people, to get delivered. To serve young people, to fervently love the Lord of God. Not just play here and play there. Not just have so much thing to gain, but didn't gain nothing that in the spiritual realm. It seems like so much thing the devil promised to our young people and rule them to sleep. But without it realize, this is the time to put our whole heart to on the Lord of God. That is the coming son. Don't you want to love him more? Don't you want to give yourself more to him? And to see this move that amongst us. To that word of God, not only just coming and preaching power, but see the word of God move in each situation. And say to our God, come on, sing. to deliver people, to save, to put a fiery heart, to put a fire and desire that in the people's hearts. I know we desire for that, but can we just desire a little more? Can we just say, Lord, come on, sing again? Lord, come to send a revival to my life again. Let me have a lesser of those five cents. But let me have a more of the six cents. Lord, let me stop all this nonsense. Let me stop all those things that are not important. Lord, let me focus on the things that have the most value to it. Let me focus on the things that it can bring my body change. Let me focus on the things that you have prepared for me. Lord, that, that things become the first priority that in my life. You'll find out all those things in the world start to get dimmed out. All the things that you think it is maybe important, you'll find out actually have a zero value to it. I love you. I just want all the best. The Lord to give it to you. I believe we're living in a different time. 
and take a different attitude toward the God that we love so much. I'm looking forward to this coming. I'm looking forward to God doing something special in our life. Can we put our faith together to believe this is a supernatural God and to let Him work in our life? And I want to see Him moving so badly. I've asked you to pray. I believe you will pray. But I believe after the service of this morning and tonight, I believe we can pray a little differently. We can put something, the Lord to put a burden in our heart. And we want to see the supernatural God and it moves supernaturally. And sometimes the situation seems actually impossible. But I know one thing, there's nothing impossible for our God. If we can just believe it. And I don't want the things to just just uh, deliterate and prolong or prolong. I want the things to happen now. It's not because I'm impatient, but I just want to see Him move so badly. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see God as a move speedily? Don't you want to see God come on a scene quickly and come on a scene and move on our behalf quickly? Is that a prayer? Is it wrong? Doesn't the word of a God said in the gospel of Luke, one not a widow come before the judge, said, I want you to avenge for me. And he have no hope. He got, she got nothing to go to, but she went to the judge. She went to the judge said, I want you to avenge for me. I have no power. I have nothing to do. I can't even do anything. But you're the one to avenge for me. You know what his avenger means? Avenger is a kinsman. Avenger is a goel. It's not only just our kinsman. Our God is our avenger. There's a something that I cannot do. There's something you parents you cannot do. But God is your goel. He's not just a paid redemption. But he's coming for avenging. He's like, I will avenge them. I will avenge them for my people. The things that you cannot do. The God of the judge is coming down. He said, I will avenge for you. And the, the Bible said, though he has uh, suffering for long, doesn't our God will avenge for us speedily? I believe he will avenge for us speedily. There's nothing wrong to believe, to see our children who has been backside and come on the scene and sitting in the chair while you were sitting there. There's nothing wrong to believe our brother Peter that God will totally dissolve that tumor. There's nothing wrong to see the family life come back to the reunion again. Is there anything wrong to pray that way? Is there anything wrong to looking forward to expect our God to avenge for us speedily? We believe. We believe a supernatural God, aren't we? Then let us act as a firm believer. And don't act like a dilatory believer. But act like a firm believer. Lord, I believe every word that you have said. 
And my eyes are looking upon you. With many or with little, Lord, it's nothing for you to help. May the Lord bless you. Darren, would you mind to come up? This message for prayer. times, Lord. Lord, there are times of refreshing. Lord, we live in such a pressure-packed age where our minds are so bombarded each and every day. The cares of life weigh upon us so heavily. But Lord Jesus, you've given us a place to let off the pressure. Lord, you've given us this little oasis, Father, of your presence. That the saints of God can come and gather, Lord Jesus, around the carcass. Lord, it's your word that you have prepared for us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us just what we have needed for today, Lord. And Father, I, for one, am claiming these promises, Lord, even for my own daughter. Lord Jesus, that your word is true, that you are our avenger, dear God, and you will perform it speedily, Lord Jesus. We're claiming it, Lord God. You've put it forth through the ministry, Lord Jesus. It's ours for the taking. It's ours for the claiming, Father. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we're claiming these promises, Lord. We're not going to deny this word, Father. But we're going to rebuke the devil, Father. We come against him in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you've given us a word in due season, Lord. To meet the challenge of the day, Father. For this word will defeat Satan any time, any place, anywhere, under any circumstance, Lord. You've given us supreme power, dear God, to put our feet upon his head, Lord. We already have the victory over it, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we're rising up, dear God. We're rising to the challenge, dear God. We're not going to sit back, dear God, and allow Satan, Lord Jesus, to run over our lives, over our families, Lord. But we're rising up, dear God. We're taking you at your word, Lord Jesus. And we so thank you for it, Lord. And we, Father, we just want to see the word working in our lives. Lord, let us not just get so caught up, Lord, when we leave these doors. Lord, there's so much waiting for us out there that Satan has prepared for us. But Father, there's a life, an inner life within us, dear God, that is greater than any of his tactics, Lord Jesus. It's that pressure from within, dear God, that will push back the pressures of Laodicea. Lord, but just help us to get into that word, Lord, for the word is our defense. It's our fortification, Father. Lord, without it, we will fail. We'll be crushed under his weight, Lord. But, Father, we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. We thank you for the word, Lord, today that has strengthened us. We thank you for our brother Tom for this morning, brother Murphy, Lord, tonight. Lord, knowing it's not man, but, Lord, it's chosen vessels that you have reserved, Lord Jesus, to minister your word to our hearts. And, Lord, we take it as such. And, Lord, we expect it as such, Lord, and we will see the results of it. So, Lord, we ask that you go with each one of us, Father. Give us traveling mercies, Lord Jesus. Give us strength for the days ahead. We just commit all things into your hands, Father. We say we love you, Lord, and we just want to love you more. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. May the Lord, may the Lord bless you. Just take this as my atmosphere is with you. And I pray it up. And for the upcoming another Friday, me a young people's meeting, and Lord willing, and for the Sunday meeting too. What if the rapture be, uh, be, uh, before that? That would be wonderful. Aren't you glad? Shouldn't that become our expectation? I'm looking forward for that coming anytime. And let us live like that. And it's not hard to live like that. Every day you baptize yourself in the word of God. Immerse yourself in the word. And you will find out that the vision become clearer and clearer. The world will become lesser and lesser. And that world is coming and become clearer and clearer. May the Lord bless you. You're dismissed. Shake hands with each other. Say the best thing that you can say. I'm so glad to be back to see all your face. You all look beautiful. Amen.